Is not man forced to labor on earth? And are not his days like the days of a tired of a hired man? As a slave who pants for the shade, and as a hired man who eagerly waits for his wages, so am I allotted months of vanity and nights of trouble are appointed me. What I lie down when I lie down, I say, When shall I arise? But the night continues, and I'm continually tossing until dawn. My flesh is clothed with worms and a crust of dirt. My skin hardens and runs. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and come to an end without hope. Okay. He, he kind of is reflecting on life itself. You know, man has to labor on the earth. Uh, his days are just like a hired man, you know, hard service, lots of work, and it's, you know, hoping for some wages at the end. Um, it just doesn't paint a very pretty picture of what it's like to be a human being. You know, this it's just hard work and, and there's not much to enjoy. wonder why God made man that way. So you'll appreciate what comes next. Okay. That was really uh, based upon a misleading assumption. Is this the way God made man? You know, this is a reflection of Genesis 3, not of Genesis 1 and 2. And, uh, you know, I think that's an important thing to think about. Is that the futility that the earth uh, suffers with was because of man's sin, not because of the paradise God created originally. And there are a lot of bad things, there's a lot of suffering in this life. There is a lot of hard work and labor by the sweat of your brow and with the, thorn and the th thorns and the thistles and all that. But that's what, that's what happened as a result of sin, not the world God created originally. So, I think Job's got a point. I mean, it's pretty hard sometimes uh, as, a, as a man, but, but certainly we shouldn't blame, you know, God's design and intent for us. He wanted better for us. And then Job explains that in connection with himself. So, I'm allotted months of vanity. I guess this has gone on for at least months now. And nights of trouble. You know, he lies down and thinks, when, when can I get up? You know, he's tossing and turning all night. It was agonizing nights, long days in a way. I mean, it's just like, wow, it's just such a hard life for him. I mean, his flesh is clothed with worms and a crust of dirt and his skin hardens and then it runs, kind of oozes. Uh, you know, about the only, it, it, it's like just a constant misery and helplessness and the only changes he sees are the changes of his scabs, you know, as they, you know, go through various uh, stages in, in, in that process. Uh, and soon he'll die. Uh, you know, for Job, the, the, his life's too long and too short. You know, it's too long because, you know, he's just suffering so much. But in a way, it's too short because he's going to die and that's it. And, uh, you know, we'll see this much clearer later. When he says, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and come to an end without hope, I feel pretty confident that 
that Job had no real grasp of a judgment day and an afterlife. You know, for Job, when this life is over, that's all he knew there'd be. And so, you know, his life comes to an end without hope. You know, it's just, pretty much Job's lost hope of ever anything going right anymore. He's just going to die punished, and that'll be it. I think for us, there are so many things that Job didn't understand that we know that would have helped Job a great deal and that help us a lot. And one of them is a clear picture of the Judgment Day and, and reward and punishment. And if Job had understood that, I think it would have made you know, his life and this experiment a whole lot easier, but it wouldn't have hardly been the same experiment. So this is really the question. Will somebody do what's right and serve God when they really don't think there will be any blessing ever to them out of doing that? So the night and the day are not talking about daylight and darkness? Uh, yeah, I think they are. Because uh, I was thinking that my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. The times that there's light and, you know, the possibility of something happening good, the part goes by really fast, but then I'm, then at night, night just continues and doesn't stop and... and I think you're right on the night. I would interpret the days in verse 6 to be just his life. All right, other questions or comments? I thought there were some things later that indicated that he did think there was... Something a, after. Something yeah. afterward. All depends on how you interpret some things. He almost, in chapter 19, seems to imply, well, maybe someday somebody will come on the earth and prove him right. I mean, there's a couple things that he almost reasons himself to, but I think the definitely the the tenor of what he says, you know, is, well, like 14.7 is one of the clearest. For, for there is hope for a tree when it is cut down that it will sprout again and its shoots will not fail and so forth. But, but then he compares it with man, but man dies and lies prostrate, man expires and where is he? You know, as water evaporates from the sea and the river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise. Till the heavens are no longer, he will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. So it's like, well, a tree can sprout back, but man dies and he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I see a couple things, but one, you could interpret that to say the physical body, his body is being destroyed and it and with the with the sickness or the sores and that it may completely be killed and it is not gonna restore the body itself on you know on this life in this life or on this earth. Might be one way to look at that. It, you know, then in you know like in nineteen twenty five talks about his redeemer lives and and uh, I will uh, even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh I shall see God. So, I, I, I think, don't know how to interpret that. I think, it's, I think in the context it's almost hypothetical. If this could only be the case. And the other possibility is that he's saying 
God's doing this to me, so there is no hope of me ever seeing God because God has already judged me unworthy and is punishing me through this life and is going to continue. So I have no hope because I, I didn't do anything wrong, but God has turned against me. Yes, certainly he thinks that, although he will sometimes say things like, well, I hope God one day realizes he made a mistake, but then it'll be too late. Yeah, so I, I mean, you can interpret all those who have no hope in saying that. It's like, there, there's absolutely nothing I can do. I've done no wrong, yet God is against me, therefore there is no hope. Yeah. But then he turns around and says, God <laughs> is going to vindicate him. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look at the things as we go through right. in the context. Yeah, you're getting ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I would, I would say the, one of the first... He started it. Yeah. Well, seven six started it. Uh, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and come to an end without hope. Yeah. So I think that's one of the first indications that I don't believe he saw anything after this life. And I think that makes a much stronger point in the book and is a part of the point of the book. Right. So, but. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I'd like to know who wrote it. You know, were they, was there a reporter there? <laughs> and Job says this, 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 this. Taking dictation. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no indication that this was an after. You know, there's like, nothing. Like Job writes this afterwards. There is it, but I'll tell you what. How did they ever speak in language like this on oh, the, at the time? I've never heard anybody speak so poetically. So I don't know the answer to that. Right. It's not, it's not like a historical and, you know, looking back and right. here's what happened. It's like, here is, I'm here now and this is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that, uh, that'll do for tonight. I won't be here next week. So...